Hello, I'm Leslie Dudley Corbell, and I'm Diane Doucette Matthews. Welcome to The Mind of a Child, where we explore the social, emotional, physical, intellectual, spiritual development of a child and offer wisdom on these issues. Thank you for joining us. We're glad you've joined us for today's conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or cup of tea. Just take a breath with me. And let's just settle in and open our ears to what God might have us learn today. Yes. And let's start with an example of behavior that you might have experienced or you may experience in the future. Have you ever been running errands with your child? Beautiful, sunshiny day. Everything is going well. You've almost got everything completed. It's not quite lunchtime. You're in the grocery store checkout line. And all of a sudden, your sweet little perfect angel (laughs) throws a fit. (laughs) Kicking, screaming, I hate you, mommy. Mm. Where's daddy? I want daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Anything, name it above. Have you ever experienced that? Well, I don't know if y'all have, but I have experienced the meltdowns for sure. Brings back memories. And you're just standing there going, Mm. what just happened? Yes. Five minutes before, they were perfect little angels, like you said. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about the brain and about behaviors. But before we do that, let's just review the brain, the three different systems that we talked about earlier. So let's start with reviewing the brainstem. Mm -hmm. And we talked about it seeks survival, it's seeking safety. And I just want to pause a moment. It's not just physical safety we're talking about here. We're talking about psychological safety, Mm -hmm. emotional safety, mental safety, all sorts of safety. So when when that part of the brain is activated, it is seeking safety. Mm -hmm. So the behaviors that you might see from a child who or adult who's acting from this state is hitting, kicking, biting, hiding, dropping eye contact. Those are all the behaviors that you might see. They come from the body. So we know that anytime we see that, a child is acting from their survival state, Mm. the brainstem. Yes. And you talked about the eye contact being the first social communication to go. That's right. When a relationship is severed. Right. It's going to be a critical piece that we think about when we're interacting with our children is having eye contact with them. It's a very, it is a big part of building relationship. Mm. Um, There's dopamine and oxytocin and all these stress hormones that are released whenever we have eye contact. Mm. The feel good. The feel good hormones, yes. Pay attention, the bonding experience. So when they're hitting and kicking, they really want to feel safe emotionally. So instead of maybe, you know, screaming at them, what we need to do is maybe give them a hug or hug them or, you know, talk to them. or Breathe. 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 Yeah, even then, just like then, breathe. Yeah, breathe. We want to breathe, pray, and think about it because if a child, I don't want to get too far into, we're going to spend some episodes themselves talking about this in depth, Mm -hmm. but just for right now, just know that if a child is is screaming, kicking, Mm -hmm. you're going to be feeling tense. What do I do right now? How can I handle this? Oh my goodness, what's going on? So the first thing you want to think about is you need to breathe, stay calm, Pray in that moment because you're going to be needed to de-escalate the Mm. upset in the child and help them feel safe. That's right. That's the first piece they need right then. Okay, so the next system is the emotional state, the limbic system. Any type of verbal aggression, anything that a child judging, name-calling, 
any of those types of behaviors, that expression of a feeling that they're having. How about it's, no? It, no. <laughs> yes. No. The trigger <laughs> for it is the world is not going my way. Mm, and so mm. you see a behavior come from that state. It's going to be basically, though, anything that they have seen or experienced in their childhood as the way to handle these moments. So here's a here's a thought for us. When we are driving in traffic mm. and someone cuts us off in traffic, is our tendency to pray for the person in that moment, <laughs> to breathe and remain calm, to wish them well, to pray for them, <laughs> to assume that they're on their way to a um, an emergency and we, they need to know get in front of we us. We know you're kidding. We know you're kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, what types of lived out experiences are we having when the world is not going our way? What do the kids normally hear from us in a car? They not might, from us, uh, but from, they you might, idiot. <laughs> yeah, they might hear name calling or yes. judging. So we talk about this just to make the point of however children see people handle disappointment, sadness, frustration, anger, that's how they learn to express it. Mm -hmm. When they themselves feel angry, frustrated, disappointed, sad, you name it. So yeah, they'll repeat that. Yes. So when we say your past experiences, that's when this happens, that's what we're referring to. And so what are they really wanting here? What do they need? They need validation of their feeling and they're seeking connection. Okay. So a good example, my granddaughter, Annie, I was keeping her for a couple of days while mom and daddy went to the hospital to get the the little newborn and bring her home. And so the second morning I was with Annie, maybe she was getting tired of me, I'm not real sure, but I think she was just getting tired of not being around mom and dad. So we woke up and she was just a little ornery. She went back and got in the bed and didn't want to get dressed and didn't want to eat breakfast. And I walked away going, okay, Lord, what what do I need to do here? And it was obvious I just needed to go lay right next to her and just say, Annie, I know you're sad. I know you're sad right now. Your mom and daddy have been gone and you miss them and you want to see them. And you, I know you can't wait to meet your, your new little baby sister. And I would feel sad too if I were, if I were you. And she's, you know, shook her head down. So I laid there just for a couple of seconds and then I got up and I left her alone you know, and just walked away. And I would say 30 seconds to a minute max. She was just up and she ran over to me, Dee Dee, you know, we did something fun and then she was ready to eat breakfast and get dressed. And that that's exactly what yes. you're talking about. Yes. You know, she wanted validation. She wanted connection. Yeah, because young children don't have the skill to say, hey, Dee Dee, I feel sad right now because my mom and dad aren't here and mm-hmm. I need some help. Handling this sadness, yeah. Could you could yeah. you come help me? Uh-huh. They d- they don't have those language ability, that language ability, or those mm-hmm. words to use unless they've been taught them. Yeah, or um, they're older. Yeah, and but even then, they may not want to express that. Or yeah. yeah, so it's an opportunity to teach children about feelings and to teach them how to handle feelings. Yes, yes. Okay, so the next one is the prefrontal cortex. Yes, and so that part of the brain, just a reminder here, that part of the brain is not fully wired. Mm-hmm until mid-20s, and I just want to keep reminding us that. Yes, so what are some of the skills? So some of the skills, and I'm going to quote these from Conscious Discipline because I I like how they have listed them out. They include them as attention, time management, organization, prioritization, working memory, impulse control, let's underline, 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 impulse control, (laughs) flexibility, Emotional control, metacognition, 
goal attainment, task initiation, mm. and empathy. Uh-oh. And so that's, yeah, that's Maybe a lot I'm not of... 20 yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just helpful to remember, they know our young children, we're teaching them these skills mm-hmm. through our interactions with them, through the training that we give. These are the things we're building in them. Hmm. Just thinking through this, I think of wisdom and discernment and the fruit of the Spirit. You know, those are executive skills that we mm-hmm. need to ask the Lord for. And when we pray and we ask, they are gifted to us yeah. also that we can pass on to our yeah. children. So the need here is that there's a problem to be solved. There's something mm. to be learned, mm. um, and we are ready to receive it. Okay, so let's think of all the ways we see this in children. We listed about six different behaviors. I'm going to start with the first one, and I'm going to let you talk about yeah. it. So the first one, a five-year-old struggling with schedule for a day. It's changed or yeah. an errand is added or, you know, something like that. Just what goes yeah. on when they act out in those situations. So you can see then that that this child's behavior, you know, consider could they possibly need support in developing skills of flexibility? Mm. They thought the routine was going a certain way. They thought that what they were getting next is lunch. And now all of a sudden there's another errand there. Mm. So this child may be struggling with um, lack of, well, not a lack of, they just need support learning more skills of flexibility. Hmm. And we'll go on later to teach mm-hmm. how that will be trained instead yes. of getting frustrated with That's them. That's right. Getting irritated. Okay, what about a three-year-old not completing two tasks together that we've given them, such as... Yeah, go pick up your clothes and put them in the laundry basket. Or brush your teeth and put on your pajamas. Yes, any two-part direction. We can consider, well... I could look at it in one way and think, oh, this child is not being cooperative, but could I possibly hold out and see that child is not having the skills of working memory yet? Mm. So they can't, they start to do the tasks and then they get distracted and go and do something else because they don't have the ability to keep that, hold that thought and those steps in their mind. And you can teach a child to focus yes. more, yes. Which, is, which is wonderful. Yeah. I mean, We'll talk about that later. That is excellent, excellent. Okay, and then a four-year-old picking up flowers in the outfield while they're playing baseball or... Yes, or the little ballerina twirling over on the stage when everyone else is (laughs) dancing and doing their dance and she's doing her own thing. So cute. Yeah, it is so cute and so precious. And so can we just see that developmentally the child doesn't have those skills of attention yet and that's completely normal, mm-hmm. and just help them build those skills of attention. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps they're not interested. Also, <laughs> they're interested yeah. in something else right now. Yes. And and see that as the, the brain's just being interested in learning many things. This is so funny. I remember when I had the kids in gymnastics, and one of the kids was not interested at all, but I didn't realize they just weren't, weren't totally interested. They just weren't cooperating. And at the end, they would sit so obediently waiting for the candy. The only reason they were going is because they yeah. wanted the piece of candy at the end. I was like, okay, we're finished. You, you don't have to go to gymnastics anymore. Yeah. So yeah, just kind of trying to learn and listen to find out what what's going on there. Yeah. But, and you said a key thing right there. You know, you could have seen it as uncooperative. And so this is the thought I'm wanting to hold out there. Can we pause the judgment types mm. of thoughts and thinking my child is not cooperative, my child is not listening to directions? And think that perhaps my child needs support developing an executive skill. Mm -hmm. So rather than judge it and see it, 
can we support and help them be successful? That's or great. as you did, recognize they're telling me they're not interested. There might be something else they're interested in. Yeah, candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, a 15-month-old biting a sibling or somebody at childcare. So rather than seeing the child as, I don't know, aggressive or can we see them as needing help developing other skills? So it could be they need help developing impulse control. So a pause is put in there and helping them stop for a moment. Do they need help learning language? They don't have language abilities and they can't say, my toy, please. I was playing with that first. I want it back. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they bite. <laughs> yeah. And so can we see that as they need help developing skill to either with hands, my turn, please, my toy, please, you know, learning, learning simple words like that, or... Is their behavior telling us that we need to bring in more adult supervision? Yeah, that for perhaps safety. They have, for safety reasons and also because they're in a situation that they don't have the skills to navigate that. They don't have the language skills to navigate with peers. And we need to be there to help them bridge those interactions. And so we've talked about this before. In a childcare situation, it may require going and talking to the teacher and just understanding that situation a little bit better. Yeah, right? and, he- and helping them develop supervision opportunities, not missing supervision opportunities, being aware of it, and teaching both children the skills that they need. So it might be for the other child, the one, not, the one that's being bitten. Well, depending on the situation, there's always two kids that need skills. One child may need to learn to need to ask for a turn. The other child may need to learn to say, my toy, please. You know, just whatever yeah. it is, the aggressor, the initiator, and the recipient, both are missing skills. Yeah, but it's impulse control. It's just self-control. Could, yeah, yes. Definitely self-control. Okay, the next one is a two-year-old lying on the floor, kicking their feet. Yeah. Is this called a tantrum, maybe? Could be called tantrum. Yeah. Could be called frustration fits, depending yes. on what it looks Or the like. other one was, who can't have a cookie? Yeah. And I think, I, I, maybe Hank has seen me do that before. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah, the, emotional, the yeah. emotional state behaviors simply arise out of when the world is not going my mm. way for some reason. And it's hard when that happens for all of us. And so teaching children skills of emotional control, mm. rather than seeing them as being disobedient or uncooperative or any other types of labels and judgment we could put on there, can we just see, oh, they need my help handling their emotions. Yeah, this situation's a little bit too much for them to handle. Yeah. You know, uh, you can correct me on this and kind of tell me what, but I remember when my kids were younger, the benefit of being one of the younger kids in a family of four, they heard it, you know, all the time. But starting when my oldest one was pretty young, just telling them from the beginning that life isn't fair. You know, Mm -hmm. Jesus died on the cross. That wasn't fair, but he chose to give his life, you know, because you're trying to put the gospel in as early as possible. But just teaching that idea that life is not fair. Yeah, and and just want to point out here that any teaching that we do effectively happens and hopefully happens when we're in relationship with one another, we're calm, we're having conversations, Mm. we're playing. That's the time to model and teach when the child, though, is actually lying down, <laughs> kicking their feet, we can give safety and we can connect. We can let them know they're safe. We can let them know they're loved. Once they are calm, then we can teach them the way to meet the desired behavior or the value systems that we, you know, everything that we have in place that we want them to know. Yes. So that's just the real, the key piece is when they're in their 
when they're in survival state or in emotional state, they aren't able to learn anything. That's great. They are only able to experience things. Yes, yes. So any kind of conversation that you can have, I remember having them in the car, around the table, when we're doing crafts, just anything. Anytime you can have conversations like that as you go, like it says in Deuteronomy 6, I think think it's 5 and 6. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and all your might. And these words shall I command... I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk to them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down and when you rise. And, you know, just the idea of just constantly bringing them to your kids, just any age, any time as you go. Yeah. Yeah. And I look forward to um, a lot of episodes where we will really talk about practically how how can you do that. Here's some ideas. um, Because... You know, we would think about it, when we teach these things and support the children in learning these things, we actually end up not having as many of these challenging mm-hmm. behaviors mm-hmm. as we otherwise would. Amen. So a lot of foundational teaching is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the last one, an infant crying because they have a dirty diaper. Yeah. So I just want to point out, we are so quick to see when the infant cries that, oh, this baby has a need. They're trying to tell me they need something. Let me go help them. Mm -hmm. But when they start developing language and saying no and other things happen, there's a tendency for us to start judging the child's behavior then. Mm. And so I just want to see, just challenge us and think about, can we continue to see children and their behavior as telling us that they have a need and they they need us to help them with it? Next time your child has a moment, are you able to just look at it, as Diane was saying? Just think about, what what is my child telling me right now? What do they need my help with? Thanks for listening. Check out our Instagram at themindofachildpod, or you can email us at themindofachildpodcast at gmail.com. Well...